to the Gay Man's Life Coach Podcast, the podcast for high-achieving gay men who have gone to therapy, want to feel better, and get exactly what they want in life. I'm your host, Harvard Law-trained founder and life coach, Jonathan Herzog. Sometimes you get a hint of your greatness, a hint of the bigness of your life, a sense of what it's like to feel alive, like what you're doing really matters, like you're just fucking exceptional being who you are. What I want you to know is that it is 100% normal and human and expected to sometimes forget that. In fact, it's your brain's job to protect you, keep you alive, and have you think you're almost always about to die. That everything is a constant threat that might kill you. Here's the thing. When you get that hint that taste of what it's like to be exceptional, to feel alive, what I want you to know is that that is the truth of who you are. That is your truth. The rest is noise. Sometimes you choose to deprive yourself of this knowing. Of course, we think it's our life circumstances that make us forget that. You can see this from the positive, affirming things we experience and the, quote, negative things that we think are what make us forget and doubt. So we think it's the words he said, the email she sent, the thing they did that made you feel so proud or so good at what you do or so affirmed. Really, though, it's the thought you let yourself believe, what you gave yourself permission to know when they did that thing. They were just the canvas for you to project on that belief to. So say you're in a negotiation. I have a client, they get that raise, that promotion. They feel overjoyed, proud. Don't be confused though. It's not the raise that made them ecstatic. It's the thought they gave themselves permission to believe. The knowing they chose to stop blocking themselves from. In this case, the thought was, I am valued. Okay, so this is the positive, upside lens, right? Now consider the, quote, negative, downside lens. Same client, same negotiation, a day before. So they're in the meeting, and they're given a lowball offer. They freak the fuck out. They get really upset. Again, this has nothing to do with a lowball offer. It has to do with the thought They choose to indulge in in that moment, which is, he doesn't value me. Of course, as we know, when you think someone else isn't valuing you, you don't value yourself or them. Now, it's so important to understand why they were upset and why 24 hours later they were so elated. It had nothing to do with the number of the offer. How do we know? Well, first, someone else receiving that initial offer would have been elated. Now, you might say, well, that's not so relevant. An offer and its perceived value is relative to the market position of the person it's being made to. It's hyper-specific to them. What matters is whether the client would be happy themselves with that offer. Yeah, but here's the thing. It's a negotiation. This is part of the process. 
other people will present you with neutral objections to what you want. And this is true for any area of life. So we're just looking at one particular example. You can extrapolate this to literally anything else. Other people will say words. Words like presenting you with a lowball offer. The question is what you choose to do when presented with that neutral circumstance. Do you submit to your primitive caveman brain, which wants you to fight, flight, or freeze? Do you make it mean you're not valued? Do you make it mean something's gone wrong? Do you choose to throw yourself under the bus and doubt all of your promise and potential? Or do you consciously override that and choose another way? Again, this applies to anything in any area of life. We're just looking at one example today. So here's how to re-elicit the abundant, confident, loving, secure knowing you had before. The knowing you had like, I don't know, three seconds ago before you chucked it out, out the window. Ask yourself, if I knew with 100% certainty that this is perfect. If I knew for sure things were gonna work out for me, if I knew without a doubt that I'm someone who gets what I want, how would I show up? The most important part though, is not making the presence of doubt, of your fear, your insecurity, your questioning of yourself, not making that mean anything. Knowing that experiencing the doubt experiencing the uncertainty, experiencing the fear, questioning yourself, that is 100% part of the process. That is a sign things are working. That is a sign things are going perfect. This is part of you getting what you want. It is totally normal to forget, to come in and out of belief, to question whether you are meant for something more, whether you are even allowed to believe that you are as amazing as you are. This podcast is for you in those moments. When you forget, know that nothing has gone wrong. Of course, this is just the part where you forget. This is just the part where you doubt. This is just the part where you are confused about who it is you are and what's available to you about what your limits, what your possibilities, and what your ceiling is. Things are so much better than you think, I promise. If you have a brain like mine, a human brain, especially one that's been socialized, say, as an immigrant, it keeps you afraid and paranoid and worried about literally everything. Worry is an indulgent emotion. It leads you nowhere. It pretends to be useful, but all it does is keep you small, hidden, and doesn't even keep you safe. If anything, it's the primary threat to you today. Over-worry, over-anxiety, overwhelm. All the things that might have kept you alive in the savannah are now the things that literally kill us today. All worry leads to is over-consuming, over-eating, over-drinking, over-scrolling, over-numbing, and avoiding all of our emotions and the reality of our life. That nervous system hyperactivation, that is actually your biggest threat. We're in an age of infinite upside with far more limited downside as individuals. But if you don't consciously retrain your brain, your default programming will lead you to forget your greatness and re-entertain your nothingness. So when you get that hint of like, holy shit, my ceiling is way higher than I or anyone else might have ever imagined. Holy shit, I am capable of so much more of greatness, of excellence, of so much value creation and possibility in this life. That is 
is your truth. Your life is a process of relearning and rediscovering that truth. It is not other people, the words they say or the things they do that make you feel that way. It is what you give yourself permission to believe in those moments that make you feel so alive, so invigorated, so excited. And what you're doing in those moments is actually having integrity with your reality. That you are destined for something so much more in this life. Because every human is. We are all capable of and destined for the bigness of life. Lots of forces outside of us try to get us to forget this knowing. But that knowing is in each of you. We are all a unique, a singular combination of human DNA with the capacity for a unique, singular contribution. And the great lie is that it's somehow a delusion. Somehow it's engaging in some alternate fantasy to believe in your possibility, to believe that you're made for something more, to create and to give at a higher level. You choose not to believe that it's possible, think that it's some kind of pipe dream, because it seems hard to capture that inspiration, that knowing, like lightning in a bottle, to capture that sense of pride or joy for fulfillment or purpose when you have that in those moments, those highs. Now, in some ways, it seems really difficult to capture that in others. That's what this is. This is a little time capsule for you. A little reminder for you to save, to pin, to re-listen to when you forget. When you let yourself see the abundant evidence of your greatness, of your excellence, of the truth of who you are, and in all that in-between space, in all that liminal space, in between when you let yourself see that, I mean, that is your life. This is all your life. Giving yourself permission to sit into that wonderment, to sit into that possibility, even when you think there's no evidence, in moments when you think there's no proof. I mean, consider anything, everything that was ever built, conceived of, created, built without proof or evidence of it in the first place. When you first learned to walk, when you tripped and fell, your parent didn't believe you were never destined to become someone who walked. They had no evidence or proof of it. That you'd never be able to speak or do the normal things of human functioning. They didn't have any proof or evidence that you'd be able to get up. No proof or evidence that you'd learn the basic skills to function as a human. In the moments where it seems to be equally true and equally untrue, when it's equally available and equally unavailable to you, it's exactly in those moments when it's on you to call yourself to account. Those moments of highest desire, those moments of highest belief, that is your truth. This is a sign, a signal that that desire, that is the path for what's destined for you. Not all people 
have the same desire. People desire different things. They have different urges, different pullings within them, different callings for different creation. And so listen, get in tune with that pulling, that yearning, that desire in you for something more, for something greater. That is unique and particular to you. When you choose to deprive yourself and blame others for it, of that knowing, it is nothing but the most selfish choice in the world you can make. The world needs and is counting on your contribution. The world needs and is counting on your voice and your service, on your perspective in the marketplace of ideas, in the realm of value to move us forward. This is how we propel and evolve as a species. The world is counting on you to know, to listen, to understand, to not ignore, to not push aside, not ridicule that higher calling in you, that knowing, that possibility, that sense that maybe there is something more. Maybe there is a bigness of life available to you. Maybe you are meant to contribute in some way. The world is waiting on you to honor that. I'm counting on you. We're counting on you. On that road, remember, the presence of doubt does not mean a single thing. When you are doing something great and you have doubts about your greatness, that is a sign of things working. Doubt can creep in and creep in in all sorts of subtle, sneaky ways. So say you have full, complete confidence, right? It's happening, it's working, you're getting it done, you're succeeding, this is real. And then that little sneaky voice of doubt will come in on top and be like, well, you don't want to lie to yourself. You don't want to delude yourself. You don't want to believe fantastical thoughts. And here's the thing, do not leave these questions unanswered. Answer them. Yes, I am telling myself the truth. This is the truth. The presence of doubt does not mean something's gone wrong. What if it means things are going right? It means you are growing, you are creating, you are pushing yourself to fail in a way that leads you towards your success. That little voice trying to pull you back into the cave, keep you from venturing out. That is a sign that things are working. Welcome, hop on in, let's go for the ride. Are you deluding yourself? No. Are you lying to yourself? No. Is this real? Yes. Can life actually be this good? Yes. Can it actually be this easy to get what you want? Yes. Are you worthy? Yes. Answer the questions your brain offers you. That doubtful voice, answer them even the seemingly small ones. Don't let them linger because by default, your brain is evolved to fill in that space, to fill it in with negativity, to fill it in with, ah, guess you're gonna die. Now, the other part is when people look to their past, derive some evidence or story from their past to decide what's possible for them in their future. Enough, drop it. Drop it. Your past has no bearing, has no anchor on what your life will look like tomorrow or at any point in the future. Things are working. Things are happening. It's in the in-between moments in this liminal space where you have to wait a little. You have a little bit of patience 
It's like you're baking the cake, you've prepared all the ingredients, you've done all the work, you've got to put it, and it's got to sit in the oven. The yeast, you know, particles have to ferment. The dough has to rise. It is working. This is it working. This is the process. Now, you keep going. You keep doing it. And that's it. You're like, but I don't have the evidence for it. And it's like, no. <laughs> when you know it is as good as done, that is when you will create that evidence. You were born limitless. And your desires are the map to your destiny and what you are called to create. The presence of doubt along the way does not mean anything has gone wrong. It means things are working out exactly right. This is you winning. Hey, if you enjoyed listening to this podcast, you have to check out The Gay Man's Life Coach at jonathanherzogcoach.com. It is the community of gay men transforming their lives to feel better and get exactly what they want. Join us at jonathanherzogcoach.com and book a one-on-one -on -one consult today. And if you have one minute, it would be so awesome if you could leave a review on this podcast so we can help spread the word and help more gay men. See you soon.